0: Good morning, Full House. Let's give God a round of applause for being with us today and going before us. Yeah. God is so good. And today's an important day for us here at South Naperville, so I'm so glad you're here with us. Well, as V said, we're in the second week of our Four Witnesses series. And one thing you're going to see among these four gospel writers is very clearly they're about Jesus. Now, these four gospel writers could write about anything they want because they saw a lot of stuff happen in their life after they met Jesus after they got to know people who were with Jesus or were with Jesus themselves in his ministry, they could have written anything they wanted, but the Holy Spirit guided them to write these accounts that work so well together in harmony They're all about Jesus. Let me share a scripture with you from the beginning of this reading in Mark. And this is right at the beginning of the gospel. It says this, as was read just a minute ago, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And it's Mark saying this, Jesus is the Son of God. So in the very first sentence, you've got Mark lifting high who? The name of Jesus and calling him the Son of God. And this is gonna be right in the face of the religious leaders and those around them, traveling around them in the time of Jesus who questioned whether or not Jesus is the son of God, the fulfillment of God's prophecies. It goes on in verse two and says this, as it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before your face. I love this version that V chose for her reading because it means God gets right up in our face. Have you ever felt like God is that close to you? We will demonstrate today that he intends to be that close. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, the scripture says, who will prepare your way before you from Malachi and the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. This idea that people are being sent before Jesus to prepare the way is very key for us, especially here at South Naperville, along with our other brother-sister campuses, sites at Trinity, the idea that God would choose somebody to go before his message and prepare the way has been around from the very beginning. And in fact, even as Jesus was getting started in his ministry, he required that he be baptized by John the Baptist in the Jordan. And then he subjected himself to a time in the desert with his arch nemesis, Satan, who tempted him. The beginning of Jesus's hit the ground running with baptism right off the bat, and then a temptation soon to follow. Let me ask you a question, church. Did Jesus overcome those temptations? He did. And he overcame them how? Did he rely on his own strength after 40 days and nights in the desert with no drink or no, water or no food? He relied on the word of God, which is key for us, because the word of God points to Jesus, the word of God is Jesus. And what does Jesus point to? When Jesus arrives on the scene, he points to a very important concept for you and me, and that is the kingdom of God. As you saw at the end of that reading, Jesus talks about the coming of the kingdom of God. Now let me ask you a question. If you're a male in the, in the group today gathered here with us, do you feel like your home is your castle? Do you feel like when you're at home, you are the king? In fact, when you're at home, do you have servants serving your every need in your castle? Go ahead and raise your hand if that happens. I don't see anybody's hand raised just yet, but Brian was tempted, I think. And he's pointing at Aaron. Yeah, that's what, that's what we have kids for, right, Brian? Is We raise them up to be those you know servants and mow the grass and change the cat box and stuff, right? You know, this, is, this idea of being in God's family is wrapped into the idea of being in God's kingdom. And what is a kingdom? A kingdom is anywhere a person is king. So is a kingdom relegated to a building or to a group of buildings or to a physical place? Well, not necessarily. Because if, you know, a kingdom is moved from a physical place, then wherever the king goes and his subjects follow... That's his kingdom, isn't it? In a very similar way, Jesus draws us to himself as the king of the kingdom of God. And because of what he did on the cross, you and I get a chance to be a part of the kingdom of God. We're gonna unpack that a little bit more in the next few minutes. Before we do that, we're gonna invite our kids, ages four to 10, to join our crew in the back of the room as they head out to Kid Street. You'll see Cassie and Naya back there as well. And you guys have an amazing time. We'll see you in just a few minutes. Well, here's the thing about Jesus and his kingdom. He says this very plainly. At the end of that reading that we chose this morning, Jesus says something very pivotal. And it goes along with the idea of, you know, the word of God coming and getting right up into your face. This is a God who is personal. This is a God who seeks you out And even on those days when you don't feel like seeking God, you are assured with one true fact, and that is that God still seeks you. Even if there are times in your life when you don't believe in God, the truth is this. In Jesus, God believes in you. So we have an upside down understanding of our God, and that is that God pursues us. He comes after us. As I said a minute ago, when Jesus came and announced the coming of the kingdom of God and that it was coming near, and it was something that was accessible by you and by me, average people, there were some people in established religion at that time that didn't take this news lightly and didn't appreciate it. They took it as a threat. In fact, the Jewish leaders took it as a threat and began to plot to kill Jesus The Romans also took it as a threat because they saw someone declaring himself king of a new kingdom, and therefore the assumption might be that this new kingdom would challenge the kingdom of the Romans. And then, of course, you had Satan and his forces who were also threatened because Jesus came to die for you and for me in order for the kingdom of God to come near So Jesus didn't come to die on the cross and rise again from the grave in order for there to be a kingdom of God that you have to seek out and try to win according to how well you do in the religious world. Jesus came to die and rose again from the grave on Easter morning so that the kingdom of God would be accessible to you and me by one very clear and simple way that even a child as young as Aaron might be able to grasp with his parents' help. And that is faith. That message rounds itself out in this way. The kingdom of God has come near. And then Mark says this. He says, repent or turn from one direction. You're going into another direction. And he says, along with the repent, he says, believe. And that word believe, we understand to mean this. We believe in such a way that it incites action. We believe in such a way that it calls us to respond. And the key concept there is trust. But something that really hits home for us is that this idea of repenting and being baptized is a y'all concept. Now, everybody go ahead and drop your jaw and say y'all. Y'all is a fun word to say. I grew up in Southeast Tennessee, and we would say y'all in about every other sentence. And it would mean about six or seven different things depending on the context. But something I want you to see here is when Jesus has this command out before us in his word. Repent and be baptized. He's talking about us as a y'all. He's not talking about just you independently repenting and being baptized. He's talking about you as a family repenting and being baptized. Turning from one belief system and one way of life to another. One that Jesus has laid out a path for and prepared the way for. It's kind of the idea of trusting and turning as a community, as a believer base, as a family. We're given the opportunity to trust and to turn. Not just once at the beginning or not just once at the end, but how often. Every single day. God gives us the opportunity to trust him and turn. Trust him and turn. And to do that in the context of a family, in the context of a community, in a group of people, is so much more effective. It's so much more powerful. It gets so much more accomplished. And so much more glory is given to God when we are there in that together. That's what the y'all is about. There's an all y'all to this. So you might notice today I'm sporting a brand new t-shirt. What do you guys think? Scale of one to ten? Not bad. I've never been a model so I don't know if I did the New York pose right there or not. You can look that up later. I had to. But anyway we've got this idea that we're going to be sharing in just a few minutes when we give our vision where we're going to go to our community in South Naperville, which, by the way, is 15 minutes due south of us right here, isn't it? We are vagabonds. We are campers. We are temporary renters. But we have the opportunity to have a permanent stay. And when we open those doors the first time, we're going to have a swift and ready message. And the message is this. Welcome home. Here's how that presents itself. We welcome everyone in the name of Jesus and create a home within which we can dwell. It's a place for us to trust and turn. It's a way for us to form family together. It's a way for us to be in community in a way that we haven't been before, on the run, traveling. It's a new opportunity. It's a new vibe, a new message to the community you are welcome here so as i'll share with you in just a few minutes the welcoming of people no matter where they are in the spiritual world is going to be really key for us so stick around for that message right after we get done here and equally important is the idea of home do you feel at home here do you feel like you're at home in this place if you do It's not because of the beautiful surroundings, but what is it? It is the people you are with. In fact, we felt this just last week when 90 people came out and joined us for Easter Sunday worship. And it was so cool to be outside, to be outdoors in God's beautiful creation. But whether we're outdoors in a place like that or in a beautiful place like this, or in our new place, which looks like this before some slight renovations to take place there's something that's more important than the place in which we are meeting and that more important something is the y'all the y'all is you the y'all is us and the y'all is going to grow as the y'all grows we're going to have one message that goes before us to prepare the way in the name of Jesus welcome home as we'll share in just a few minutes. God is going to build a new house in South Naperville. And just like in the ancient scriptures, when they would talk about a household, they were talking about the people in the family. God is going to build a new household in South Naperville. And he's going to start with y'all. He's going to take the y'all and grow it. And as there are more of y'all, more of us, We're going to have one message out in front of us through the power of Jesus' work on the cross, rising from the grave, leading us into a resurrected life. Welcome home. Welcome. You are most welcome here. Make this your home, this is your place. I would submit today that the message of the gospel shows how Jesus does that. It shows how Jesus stands up to the religious leaders and the political powers of the day to demonstrate a message to people who don't think they deserve to be home with anyone else in a spiritual family. Jesus demonstrates it throughout because of his work, not because of ours we can say, welcome home. I'd invite you to pray with me. Dear Jesus, thank you so much for your great power. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to see you face to face in your word and through your scripture and by the power of your spirit. Christ, we ask this, as we plan for the future and dream about the future And as we open our new doors to reach people through your work in your name, we ask that you ordain that work and that you see in us the potential to grow and to become more like you and build in us a new house, a new family through the work of your spirit. God, we thank you for saving us for this great work. And we thank you for calling us together in this place and at this time for such a beautiful thing, the growth and the sharing of your kingdom. So we ask, God, that as you go before us as king and as we remember whose kingdom we're in, not by our own works or ways, but by your calling and by your saying to us, welcome home. We ask, God, that we fully dwell in your kingdom as your subjects, loving you, following you, praising you all the days of our lives. In your name we pray, and together we say, amen and amen.